think of Steven Spielberg's best movie? Do you think Saving Private Ryan? Do you think Schindler's List? Maybe Raiders of the Lost Ark? I mean, Steven Spielberg's got so many classics, but I feel like the iconic number one that defines movies, and especially defines Steven Spielberg, is Jaws. And that's what we're talking about here today. Welcome back to the End Credits Podcast. My name is Nathan Pig. Thank you so much for being here. I am once again joined by my good friend, Phoenix Cloudin. Phoenix, thank you for being here. Oh, man. And on, on a on a late night recording, too. So I'm like, I got a little sleep in my eyes, but I'm ready to do this. We're talking about a great movie, so I'm excited. Jaws was recently re-released back into AMC Theaters. For me, I absolutely love when they do stuff like this. I know they just did it with E.T. And earlier this year, they did it with The Godfather. I know we can access all these films at home and we can watch them at any time. But just seeing these movies that we didn't get an opportunity to see in theaters on the big screen, there's just there's something so special about that. So we both went to go see this in theaters. This is the second time that I've seen Jaws. So while a lot of it was stuff that I didn't remember, I ultimately knew the big moments. But Phoenix, mm-hmm. this was your first time with this movie. First time ever seeing Jaws. I don't know how I've lived this long <laughs> without seeing this. And I got to see it in IMAX, which I got to tell you. <laughs> I mean, chef's kiss. Perfect. There are so many shots. I was like, oh, my God, this this in IMAX. Oh, like if if no other reason, that was the reason alone to re-release this movie in theaters. Just to see some of those iconic, iconic shots. On an IMAX screen, I mean, you can't you can't beat it. Yeah, absolutely. So. What were kind of your expectations going in? I feel like obviously you had to have had expectations for a movie like this. You had to, right? Of course. Uh, so <laughs> I don't, I don't mean to come on to your show and and give a little bit of a hot take here, right? But uh, when I think of Spielberg's early work, I, a lot of it, I was, I'm, I'm lukewarm on and what i had heard about jaws well i won't i won't say what i heard but like going in i was expecting something similar to what he did with et and personally i know i'm in the minority here not a big fan of et oh you're you're not in the minority on this show (laughs) not on this show you're not uh, like I'm just I'm not a big fan of that movie. I I get like its overall theme and its message and all of that, but it's a film that I feel I feel like the concept has been done better in in years since. Obviously, I respect the movie for for you know what it was and and what it brought into genre filmmaking, but like it doesn't hold up on rewatch, at least in my opinion. So what I was afraid of was that it was going to be kind of similar to that. And I was really worried about that. Um, but no, Jaws <laughs> Jaws is a much 
stronger uh, Spielberg film than I think uh, even I thought it would be. So I was I was overwhelmingly impressed with with Jaws. Good. Glad to hear it. Glad we weren't going to have to sit through a, a Phoenix hot take. Not today. <laughs> well, other than E.T., I don't know. But yeah, uh, that one will approve. That one's fine. <laughs> um, so it did live up to the hype is is what you're telling me. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Um, I think this was the perfect movie to go ahead and put back in theaters, especially in IMAX. Like you had mentioned, as much as we'd love to see. Well, not us, but as much as some people would love to see E.T. on the big screen or Inception was one I saw a few years ago. There are movies that obviously lend itself well to this. But Jaws, of course, with its incredible score, with how Mm. impactful the sound design is, and just as a movie, how tense it is for the things that you cannot see, (laughs) seeing it on the big screen versus seeing it on the TV in your living room, truly does make an impact and i really love that you got to see this for the first time with that experience and i really enjoyed seeing it again on the big screen i really did there's there's so many moments uh in this movie that uh, as i was watching it i was like oh i would so hate if if my first experience was watching this at home like just because i'm like there's so many just beautiful shots, especially when you finally get to see the shark. There's so, oh my, I I don't know if we're talking spoilers yet, but like there, there's a particular moment where someone's being eaten by the shark and it's freaking sweet on a big, on a, on an IMAX screen. It's one of the sweetest things I've ever seen. It's, it's probably shouldn't be because you know you're watching a human being get eaten by a shark but like just in that glorious format man i was just like over the moon impressed with it uh the the thing that i loved is the tension man the tension really is is so well sold and they so that to the point where like when you do have like an actual jump scare man those things those things will leap out of your skin man like like so I was like, yeah, I loved every bit of it. And like watching it in a theater, you can really, really appreciate a lot of those moments as opposed to watching it at home. And I, I had a blast, man. Let's just go ahead and jump right in for spoiler talk. Um, not sure how deep what I'm about to say is in spoilers, but nonetheless, this movie's been out for so long. You clicked on this episode. We're talking spoilers for Jaws now. I think the masterful, I, obviously there's a lot of great elements in this movie, but I think the masterpiece and the best element that comes out of this film is how they build up that tension and how it's ultimately paid off. I think Spielberg is a real trailblazer and Jaws is a real trailblazer when it comes to getting the audience scared of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Like we know what's going on we know that there's a shark we know that it's attacking people obviously but the fear of the unknown not knowing where it is not knowing when it's going to make its next move not knowing who the next victim is and when it's just going to jump out out of nowhere they use the sound design they use the score and they use editing to show that there are 
shots, their clips where you're like, this is it. Someone's going to get eaten mm-hmm. or, oh, my God, there they're the shark is. And it's not. And it's just not. Because that's exactly what would happen in this scenario. Right. You get hysteria. You would totally, totally get hysteria. And you would start to anticipate a shark being there even when it wasn't close to you. Forget the the kids messing around with the little shark head. Like <laughs> There are plenty of times where based on how the camera is angled, based on the sound, you're like, oh, that thing's right there. And nothing happens. <laughs> but then it sets it up and pays it off in the future by completely giving you a jump scare. And I think that Spielberg really encapsulating this film, making you afraid of something that you can't see. I, I will also say I'm so glad I saw this as an adult. <laughs> like, I cannot imagine if you were a kid in like 1975 and saw this. Oh, I would never, ever go into go into a lake, a pond, a, a, a ocean, a river ever again. Like, no, like absolutely not. Like this movie was terrifying. Like, like if I were a kid at this time, bro, I'd be like, I'd be like, the only time I get wet is in the shower. You understand? Like, I'd be like, like no. Like, I wouldn't even go in swimming pools. I'd be that terrified. Like, <laughs> like, like get out of here, bro. Like, that. there's so much, the pacing of this movie, it pays off so, so well because not only are we ratcheting up the tension of, you know, is this the shark? Or are, are they going to, is this the time that they get it? Or is this the time that they figure out where it's at? And, you know, stuff like that. But we're also getting sort of this really interesting character dynamics between, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, Jesus. I just had it. Where'd it go? <laughs> uh, Roy Schneider's character. There it is. Uh, Martin Brody. And Richard Dreyfuss's character, Matt Hooper. Like, and on as they were going through, like, discovering exactly what the shark has done and what their capabilities are in trying to catch it. And, like, I loved all of these characters. I even loved uh, Quint, who's a jerk. Like, he's an absolute asshat. But, like, when he comes into the film, like, business picks up and, like, we go into uh, this sort of seafaring adventure that I didn't even really expect. I was like, because we spent so much time building up these characters and building up their story and their connection and what they what they're after, you know what I'm saying, as people. And then then we get this adventure where they're trying to catch the fish. And I was just like, I just did not expect that for for this type of movie. It's so well paced and so well built that everything pays off by the time it's it's all said and done. Everything in this story makes sense. It's not just a typical, like, I, I wouldn't necessarily call this a horror movie as much as a thriller, but you know, horror movies, they don't really have a plot sometimes and they just try to throw the the scary things at you. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if when you were going into this, what you thought this story would be like, but it legitimately makes sense. I mean, there's this shark that has killed, I think at this point, three people and is legitimately infested in their waters 
and they need to take this specific shark out. So they go out and they try to hunt it down. And that's where most of the chaos ensues. So all of that makes sense compared to them just rolling out. And it was more evident to me this second time how many times they just try to avoid going and getting the big shark itself, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> they ignore it the first time. The second time it's, well, we're we're going to hire all these just like individual contractors or we're just going to give money to whoever can go out and kill it. Well, these are just individuals. These are just normal people they probably don't have the means to kill a shark. And then when they do kill a shark, they eventually cut it open to make sure. So everything makes sense from a standpoint of, nope, we we need to be the ones to go out and do this. We need to actually go out and yeah. take it down ourselves. And it, yeah, and I love what, love what you said about it. it makes sense because it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, everything that happens happens for a reason, right? You know what I'm saying? You have what what typically happens in most horror movies is like someone does something ridiculously stupid, right? You know what I'm saying? And, and like normally that happens and then it happens again and then it happens again and then it happens again. And those are the types of horror movies that you go, okay, look, dude, come on. You know what I'm saying? But like here only one thing ridiculously stupid really happens and that's the mayor letting tourism come into his town when there's a shark, you know what I'm saying? There, because they they need that beach tourism. I get it. Like, his motivation makes sense, but it is ridiculously stupid considering the situation. But, like, everything that happens is, is literally a result of what happened before. And I, and I dig that it feels more like a straightforward narrative as opposed to a sort of, uh, you know how some movies kind of try to squeeze certain things into their plot that don't really make sense. Like, so like this one definitely feels more like a straightforward narrative and everything paid, like I said, everything pays off. It's, it's just really well made. The other thing that I think is so impressive about Jaws that especially for a film during its time nowadays, it, it this is an easy thing to say about a film, but especially back in 75, it gives us an incredibly dense third act, mm. especially with, and I'm not saying that movies in the seventies didn't have dense third acts, but with a story like this, it would have been very easy to give us 15 minutes of the shark at the end, oh, yeah. 10 minutes of the shark at the end, but it is a, full-fledged like 30 45 minutes of people versus shark mm -hmm. and i think that was such a trendsetter maybe not trendsetter but that was so unique at the time to give that much screen time to this massive attack because it could have been very easy for them to shortchange it especially with how hard it was to go ahead and make this shark with the animatronics that they had mm -hmm. and with how kind of um mysterious it was it would have been very easy for them to just give us a little taste but i love i love i love how bulk and dense that third act attack is oh yeah and like 
<laughs> you want to talk just real tension, man. That when he's when he's in that cage, <laughs> and then Shark comes through. Oh my God! Like I wish you could have seen me. <laughs> like I was a wreck. Like every time, dude. I was like every time he like ran into that cage with his face. I was like, oh, <laughs> like. Like, there's one scene where I was like, he literally had to jump up because, like, the shark was, like, on his genitals. I was like, ha, ha. <laughs> oh, oh, it was, I was cringing. I was screaming. I was like, oh, my God, this would be torture. So, like, everything I don't like about everything in that situation, you know, water, sharks, cages, teeth marks near my genital area, just everything I don't like all in one place is just terrifying. So I was like, was like, uh, but like what I also love about this movie is like, even before we get to the, the action sequence at the end, like there's like 20, 25 minutes of just these guys, you know what I'm saying? Really sort of just just guys being dudes. Guys being dudes, you know what I'm saying? Trying to trying to figure out where the shark is, trying to figure out every way to kill it, and you know, and unloading their lives on it. Like Robert Shaw has the this amazing monologue. Like this amazing monologue, uh like just before the end of this of this film, where he's talking about uh an expedition that he went on and he's talking about a shark and, and how it killed like so many of their men. It, it's a beautiful model. It's literally one of my favorite scenes in this movie. And I I dug it. Like and it's just so well paced, so well acted, strong camera work, strong direction, strong score. Everything is working in this movie's favor. And again, this is not action. This is just in the middle of, of a scene where guys are just being guys. And over a beer, sharing their stories, they sing in a song and all of that. And he tells the story. And I just think it's, again, just marvelously paced and well done. I mean, this is seriously, I get it why this has been considered a classic for so long and, and among some of the best films ever made. I'm really glad that they put that scene in there at nighttime where it's the three of them drinking and joking around and just talking because on a few different levels first is it helps us build a relationship with the characters, right? Mm -hmm. It helps us rapport build and, and almost fall in love with these characters in a way. Um, not only that, it, it provides a nice stop gap in the tension. It can't be so, so tension filled the entirety of the third act. They needed to have some form of a, all right, let's take a, a a minute break before we wind up and just absolutely floor it. Mm -hmm. So I liked that for a few different reasons, and it also gives depth, of course, to um, it gives depth to the character of Quint as well because it actually because before that he was just seen as like the crazy old guy, right? right. Oh, I'll go out and I'll kill him. Oh, but I'll do it for ten thousand dollars. Oh, it's my boat, my <laughs> rules. Just look at the crazy old guy. But through this, you hear about his, you know, tragic history and about how he he served his country and he was in a traumatic accident. And he lost friends and he lost people that he served with. And 
I think that's a really good example of not to judge a book by its cover, but also it shows how human these folks are in a very, you know, very scary and almost unrealistic situation. I mean, I don't know. You're chasing the shark. I mean, yeah, it's gonna get it's gonna get hairy. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I agree with, with all of that, man. Like, and I think that's what I love the most about this film is like it's very easy to get caught up in the the whole shark attack aspect of this film. And I think a lot of the sequels uh, afterwards definitely went in that direction where they were more, you know, concerned with, uh, with the shark itself. Uh, and I know that I think this is the only one that Spielberg did, correct? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So like every other one is is somebody else basically taking on this concept and um sort of like you know with the first Rambo right the first Rambo is a really you know what I'm saying in isolated searing indictment of uh you know veterans and and the return from war and especially dealing with the PTSD and then the other ones are just like these super violent shoot 'em up movies. But that's sort of what defined that franchise. Whereas this one, uh, you have one movie that is genuinely character-driven, story-driven, you know what I'm saying? And then the other ones veer off, but no one cares about those. Like, luckily, this one is the one that was able to maintain the presence for so long because it's, it's just... I, I can't say enough good things about it. <laughs> like, really, I can't. Let's talk about Steven Spielberg for a moment. Um, of the Spielberg films that you've seen, are there any that are better than Jaws, in your opinion? Ooh, that is tough. Um, ooh. Ooh. Hmm. Uh, yes yes probably about uh, there's maybe two movies that i would put over jaws just just two okay yeah maybe just two yeah so of course steven spielberg directs some of the most iconic and well-known movies of all time whether it's Jaws, and after that, going on to make Close Encounters of the Third Kind, after a couple does Raiders of the Lost Ark and E.T., then he does Temple of Doom, Color of Purple, Empire of the Sun, uh, then he does The Last Crusade, Hook, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, Amistad, Saving Private Ryan, uh, Minority Report, Catch Me If You Can, Munich, War of the Worlds, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Tintin, Lincoln, Bridge of Spies, The Post, and West Side Story. Now, I did skip over quite a few, mm -hmm. but I think those are at least ones that are instantly recognizable with, of course, Raiders, Jaws, Close Encounters, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan, and probably catch me if you can being the absolute titans of those 
which which two do you have above? So this is just a personal thing, but uh, for me, it would probably be uh, Amistad and The Color Purple. I would have just above Jaws. That's a really interesting answer. I actually haven't seen either one of those. Um, his his top tier work that isn't like household names I still have yet to see for that but I definitely am going to check those out as well I think for me I've got three in front of it which is incredible maybe that's crazy to say I've got Jaws at number four but that's just how insane his filmography is Um, for me I have Jurassic Park in front of it I think when we talk about how trailblazing Jaws is, I mean, Jurassic Park is up there as well. And you want to talk Obviously. about thrillers. Uh, I th- I don't think I need to defend that. Saving Private mm-hmm. Ryan, I mean, okay. as a war film. Yeah. Come on. Um, And then Schindler's List, I think, is one of the best movies legitimately yeah. ever made. Can't like, I, I don't have a personal top 10 best movies ever or anything like that. But if I were to make one, Schindler's List would most likely be on it. I think that movie is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't ever see anything topping that on my Spielberg list. So without question, Jaws is a masterpiece. Yes. It's a masterpiece. But Steven Spielberg has just directed so many masterpieces. It's such a deep catalog that yeah. it being at four is okay. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um and there's still some of his that I I, I haven't seen. Obviously, um, the Indiana Jones franchise has escaped me. Um, the Post, I never got around to seeing that. A uh, couple of the war movies, I also just, I don't have a lot of interest in those. So I have to check those out. But uh, I've seen most of, of his directing work. And yeah, uh, some of the some of the best movies uh, ever made. Like, no question about it. Um, but yeah, Jaws to me is up there, like is is truly up there in terms of one of the greatest films. I I personally would say greatest films ever made. Um, it's just, I mean, I've yet to see, and maybe you know, what I'm saying I I know I'm late on a lot of films, but I've yet to see any film that is so straightforward as this one. And that's the thing that really kind of caught me off guard uh, as I was watching it is like, oh, okay, so there's a shark attack, but there's this conflict. We got to keep the beaches open to save this particular town. Okay, then there's another attack. Okay, now, you know, we got to take this seriously. We get a guy coming in from this uh, institute. He's going to help us out. They figure out what's going on. Then they go on an expedition. They find another body. They discover what what kind of shark this is. We got to shut the town down. We can't do that. Another conflict. We get people here and and then there's a shark attack. Like, of course there is. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like everything happens for a reason. And it's just one of the most detailed and, and straightforward. I keep saying that, but like it's one of the most like lifelike, I guess, scripts that I think I've ever seen put to tell to put to a screen because it's just like of course this is what would happen you know what I'm saying this is what would happen in this situation I don't know if we'll ever come across a 25 foot killer shark 
But if that is the case, you know what I'm saying? If especially in a small town that relies heavily on one season's uh business for their economy, yeah, 100 percent this is what's going to happen. And I just I dug it. I dug the through line. I remember when it ended and I was just like, wait, that's the end? And then I was like, no, wait, of course that's the end. Like, like, because that's the end of this particular story. They did it. They got the shark. Like, so I was just like, I dug it, man. Like, everything about it. As, as I think with me, when it comes to uh, the thing that I love most, I think, about film is, is your screenplay, right? As a future screenwriter myself, like, when you're trying to get a story right and you you need certain aspects and certain uh, areas of that story to come together to really make it make it pop, make it sing, really make it work throughout the entire thing, right? I think when you have such a well-written, such a strong screenplay, to me, that's that's one of those things where it's like, there's a lot of bells and whistles that happen after that that have to go right. But if you have a strong screenplay, you have a strong starting point, I feel like, you know what I'm saying, as long as you don't really, really bungle it, like, like you can you can make a great film. And I think Steven Spielberg proved here that he's one of the greatest directors uh, of all time because not only did he have a strong script, but he didn't mess up the rest. And And, I mean, come on. Well, not only proved there, I mean, this is one of his truly first films. I think it established himself on the scene that, oh, my God, this guy's legit. You know, he um, did not get nominated for Best Director for this. I, I did know that. That was going to transition into what <laughs> I want to talk about. This movie is nominated for four Oscars, winning three of them. It was nominated uh, and won for Best Sound, Best Editing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Best Score, which I think... All Fair. tremendously, yeah. tremendously deserved. <laughs> and then it did, did also slide into Best Picture nom mm-hmm. and did not win. 1975. <laughs> 1975 was an interesting year for movies. Not only do you have Jaws, but you have One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, mm. the Rocky Horror Picture Show, mm. Dog Day Afternoon, mm. Barry Lyndon. Dang! Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Jesus. As well as Night Moves, as well as a handful of others. But of course, those are the well recognized ones. Um, Nashville as well. Mm. So, certainly, you know, this was a top heavy year. As I look at 1975, I don't, I don't think it's that deep of a year, but certainly it's top heavy when you look at, of course, One Flew. You look at um, Night Moves, and Rocky Horror, and then, of course, you've got Jaws leading the way. So Diz, when, of all those movies that I named, is this the best movie? Is Jaws the best movie out of all those? One Flew was yeah. the best picture winner. <laughs> it's really hard to argue against One Flew over the cuckoo's nest. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I... ah. Uh, I I don't know. That's a tough call. That's a tough call. I I would say it's definitely closer than um than I think uh, anyone could argue. Um, but yeah, 
I I probably would have gone with Jaws. Well, like personally, I probably would have gone with Jaws. Yeah, I would have too. Um, I would have too, just because I'm not the biggest fan of One Flew. While I can sit here and appreciate everything that it is, I just don't love that movie. That's like if I'm if I were to walk in and it was on the TV, I'd be like, eh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna stay and watch that. Um, but Jaws, of course, it was remarkable. It was remarkable to see it again. Um, especially if you look at the year after this, 1976, just as a, isn't really a point, just something interesting. The year after 1976 featured Taxi Driver, Carrie, Rocky, All the President's Men, uh, Network, Outlaw Josie Wales. I mean, this was was strong year. Yeah. Um, Any final thoughts on Jaws? Yeah, like like I said, It's truly one of the best films I think I've ever seen. And in terms of not just the thrills and the action, which is, it serves up a great, great deal. And I want to commend Spielberg for this as well. Like this very well could, you, he, you you mentioned that like the action sequence at the end, it's, it's a pretty long one. He definitely could have done like a quick little 10 minute one or something like that. But it's about 25, 35 minutes of of action. But I love that that action is also throughout the film. So like it's it's paced in there as well. So it's not like just tension and, and jump scares, but it's actual like, oh no, like this is dangerous stuff that is taking place. So again, I can't speak highly enough about the pacing of this film. Uh, you said it was nominated for editing and it won correctly. Yep. It won editing. It won score and it won sound. All of those deserving, like 100% all of them deserving. The editing I think was fantastic in this movie. It literally made this movie and this movie's what it's, it's a solid, I want to say like two hours or so, or yeah. Yep. And I'm just like, that that's perfect like it's it's so succinct and so well done the acting is phenomenal the writing is phenomenal the directing is phenomenal the score obviously the editing the, the <laughs> like all of this is so well put together i just i i have nothing but respect for this film i think it's one of the greatest films ever made and I think that's fair to say. All right. So five stars is what I'm hearing. It's a five star for me. I think it's a five star for me as well. I think. Um, Gonna have to sleep on it one more night, but I think it's a five star for me as well. Yeah. All righty. Will you be watching the sequels? Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. No, I think I'll I'll pass on that. <laughs> For me, I think that'll be eventually, but not anytime soon. <laughs> not anytime soon. We got too much other stuff to watch. Too much good stuff to watch. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been our episode on Jaws. Uh, 
five stars from Phoenix, five stars from myself, we think. Um, if you would, please go ahead and follow the show over on TikTok at Pod. You'll get some daily content from myself, so hopefully you enjoy um, some of the content we have over here. You can get daily stuff over there on TikTok at Pod. If you would, please go give us a follow and check us out over there. However you're listening to this, go ahead, check out the other episodes that we did. We did one on Soul. We did one on the Grand Budapest Hotel, and we're just starting to do these movie-style reviews as well as some other stuff. We are back. We are better than ever, so expect some more content here coming weekly. However you are listening to this, you can go ahead and get our other episodes over there. Phoenix, you want to tell the folks about your other podcast? (laughs) Yes, uh, you guys can check uh, me out also at uh, the Film Code Podcast. Uh, we are in the middle of our third season and, uh, yeah. And we are also in the middle of our television madness tournament. So if you are on Twitter, find us at film code pod and vote in our polls to determine the greatest TV show of all time. And you guys can also find me on Twitter at IMHO reviews one. That's the number one and on letterbox under PA Cloudin. And, uh, thank you guys so much for being here. I really recommend checking out Film Code's episode on The Woman King. I hear they have a really cool guest star on that episode. I hear they have a really cool guest spot on that episode for The Woman King. I just 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 a rumor I heard. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a, it's going to be a doozy. That's for sure. Oh my goodness. Well, want to shout out our executive producer Jack Feifner. He does all the work for editing this and shooting these out. So you guys can put them in your ears. So thank you to Jack for everything he does. From Phoenix, from myself, from Jack, this has been the End Credits Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.